Arts Toastmasters, and I'd like to welcome you to our first episode of Knox Matters, our online podcast for your entertainment and erudition. Now, we've recently, on the 24th of August, held our, our humorous speech contest and our evaluation contest. It was a brilliant evening with excellent speakers who gave us a lot to listen into. And with me here today, I have Lakshini Watson. Now, Lakshini is an absolutely brilliant member of our club, and she took out first place in both the humorous and the evaluation contest. So I'd like to welcome Lakshini and ask Lakshini to give us a brief info for who she feels she is. Lakshini. Thank you, Kate. Good, uh, good question, and it was a good contest. So well done, Knox Toastmasters. But I love contests. I'm not, I haven't always loved contests. I've been in Toastmasters for five years, and I joined Toastmasters because of Marlene. I, the first time I spoke to her, I'd heard so much about her, and I thought, hey, I'm going to be in a club where someone like her is part of. So I have watched and I have learned some stuff and I have realized that though we have a lot of losses that if you keep at it, that you, you're bound to have some wins as well. So, yeah, I'm in Knox for that reason. Thank you for that. Now, I have to ask you, Lakshini, what is it that motivates you to compete in a contest? Competing, I think, you know, we have a lot of opportunities at Toastmasters to practice our skills, but competing actually is a gauge. It is not a complete gauge because it depends on how everyone is on the day. The medium, for example, Zoom has an impact on everyone and the question that's asked and everything else that's happening in your life. But it is a gauge of measuring how much you've improved. And it is also a validation to just see that, hey, you know, from just participating, that you start to get placed and you get a boost of motivation to keep doing it. Marvellous. Now, I um, will ask you also, having so many contests under your belt already, Lakshini, what advice would you give to someone who would like to be competing in a contest in the future? Yes, good question again. The, I find that it doesn't matter how good your speech is or how much you've practiced or even the content, because there are some very intelligent people who have really good content, but I find more and more that it's so much about how you connect with the audience that's in front of you that makes a difference. So... I think it's the audience connection above everything else that matters when it comes to contests. And how would you say someone could connect with that audience, Lakshini? I think firstly to choose a topic that is relevant to that audience, to have some ideas that they haven't heard. At Toastmasters, we hear so many good ideas. So to have new or unusual or ideas that surprise your audience helps. Humour, of course, is a really big way of 
getting your keeping your audience connected everyone loves a laugh and also the other thing i've learned is if the speaker seems nervous the audience kind of gets concerned for you and if you can be confident then the audience relaxes and is able to absorb the message so basically to relax be confident in what you're saying and enjoy the moment yes wonderful and one more question for you like Shini, is how has toastmasters helped you immensely kate i don't think there is another program in this world that has better value for money you know there are so many things you can do like short-term courses but with toastmasters you get to practice every week or every fortnight the things you've learned so you get to kind of correct yourself and get evaluated continuously so the improvement you find here for very little cost is really quite remarkable thank you for that Lakshini. thank you kate now we also have with us tonight nikki and nikki was also a contestant in this last contest and i'd like to ask her nikki is what does she enjoy in toastmasters contests in general well thank you kate i'm nikki braybrook from knox toastmasters and it was a personal achievement for me to come runner-up to lakshini in both competitions i was very proud of that outcome and actually the truth of the matter is i don't like competitions <laughs> but in saying that it's because um it's such a challenge and it really pushes myself out of my comfort zones while i've been a member for quite a number of years i find that toastmasters members tend to fall in two camps one is people like and lakshini comes under this they come to the they've already got a natural ability and they just want to either polish the skills or take it in a different direction or you know sort of enhance what they've already got i come from the other camp where i would have rather have died than stand in front of people and talked so it's been a long journey for me and it's been really successful uh, the program is great like lakshini says not just value for money but you're allowed to progress at the pace that suits you so for me it's taken me quite a few years to actually get to this personal goal which was to enter all the competitions this year so i was really thrilled with the outcome despite my natural aversion to wanting to compete but by pushing myself through that it was a real sense of achievement when i got to the other end because to me i wasn't it was um, an added bonus to be placed I really just wanted to push myself that bit harder this year. And I feel quite proud that I've been able to achieve that after all the work that I've put in. Now, you did come up for a brilliantly humorous speech that I think had all of us laughing when you were talking about being snowbound. But how did you come up with that as a speech topic and the content that you've built into that speech? Could you tell us a bit about that? Well, because I was really nervous about competing and I was sort of really pushing myself out of my comfort zone, by telling a story which is based in, you know, mostly on a real experience, 
it takes away a bit from the nerves because that way you can still tell the story if you trip up or you're overly nervous. So it gives you that confidence that you're very familiar with the subject. Um, so everything that happened in the speech was pretty much happened in real life. Um, and it was, it was, it was quite a, an amazing trip. So um, for the audience, it was, we, we chose to go skiing to Yugoslavia rather than the usual glamorous resorts. And it was just prior to the start of the civil war. So it was quite uh, a unique experience, shall we say. But there was a lot that I could draw on that for the humour. So the real life, of course, does give us an advantage when we can learn to laugh at that for ourselves. Now, listening to you, Nikki, I think it's obvious to everyone that you're a native-born English speaker. Now, I'm wondering if there's any tips that you would give to somebody who speaks English as a second or a third language. I think the key thing with English is I find that a lot of our um, second English as a second language speakers, they have an excellent vocabulary. They understand the words and they can read the words, I think. The thing that the people struggle with the most is the pronunciation. So that's just practice and becoming familiar with the pronunciation. Um, for instance, one of my friends is from Taiwan and I'm used to his accent, but his English skills are amazing. But his ability to pronounce some of the more tricky words that are not familiar um, sort of in the language, it it's difficult to get you sort of your tongue around some of the words. It's, I used to live close to Wales in the UK. And so, you know, to Welsh people, they'd all do their, you know, which is a double L is, was an unusual sound. And because it was so different to my native language, it was a real struggle to try and perfect that. So if you can work with your mentor, on some of or ask your mentor to identify certain words that you're stumbling over it's just practice 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 thank you for that and i have to admit that english is a very difficult language to get pronunciation right in a lot of the time even just toastmasters i pronounce it toastmasters and other people pronounce it Toastmasters, <laughs> and it always makes me smile that there are so many variations upon a theme with pronunciation. So thank you for that, Nikki. In the studio today, we also have with us Marlene Sinclair. Now, Marlene Sinclair is a bit of a celebrity in many ways around the Toastmasters circuits. Marlene, would you be able to give us a quick introduction to yourself? <laughs> thank you, Kate. Well, I, I suppose I've been in Toastmasters a very long time and I'll, I'll say it is 20, 28 years, so I must be a very slow learner because I've stayed so long. But it is just such a fabulous organisation that I can't help but, but stay. And I've been in four clubs for a very long time and tried not to miss a meeting in either any of them because, you know, people rely on you and it's great fun as well. So, great place to be. Thank you, Marlene. Now, having been a Toastmaster for 28 years, I'm sure that 
you've been in many, many a speech contest over that time. And can you give us an explanation of why you feel that participation is a good idea, if it is a good idea? <laughs> it sure is a good idea. When I first started all those years ago, I had a fabulous mentor and that mentor said, you must enter everything. So I entered everything. <laughs> and the, of the four contests, plus we had other things like area bashes, and they were just hilarious setups of movies or skits or things like that. So we entered those and Knox won those every single year. We were <laughs> brilliant. And to enter everything means that you might have a favourite thing like uh, my favourite is humorous and probably impromptu and I love competing in those because I love making people laugh <laughs> and as well as that, I love seeing people make people laugh and see the reactions all around you. When people are having a good time, I'm having a good time. And we do that in Toastmasters. But enter everything was the specific thing that I was told. And so I did. And it became just one of those things. But although this year I decided not, <laughs> not to <laughs> enter and, you know, somebody had a, an arm up my back to say, well, the humorous is coming up and we've, only got one or two people, you've got to go in it. So what do you do? You down tools and one of those is tomorrow night. So that'll be good fun because I sort of miss not going in it. <laughs> well, good luck for tomorrow night with that contest, Marlene. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I know that when I was looking at joining Toastmasters, one of the reasons that I joined Knox was because that year you were president of the club. Now, what skills could you say you've developed from being in Toastmasters, taking on leadership roles within the club, as well as entering all those wonderfully enjoyable speech contests? Thank you, Kate. Do you know it's the best leadership and speaking organisation in the world? At the time I joined, I was the CEO of a, an 80-bed hospital out in Sunshine. And I had doctors coming in from overseas and I was introducing them and thanking them. And I always felt I didn't do a really good job. I, I did a good job, but not a really exceptional job. Where can I go? Toastmasters, somebody said. And, and as well, I blushed. <laughs> so... You know, I could feel the blush coming from my toes and it, you know, it was horrible. So I joined Toastmasters. Within three speeches, I had stopped blushing forever. Now I just blush for other reasons. <laughs> I stopped blushing and also I was encouraged to go for district director all those years, a few years ago now. And... I did. I thought, me as director of this district, which was Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria and Tasmania, a huge area. And I thought, wow, can I do it? And it's such a brilliant organisation that 
such a brilliant organisation that I ended up doing it fairly easily in the end because you're taught. That's marvellous, Marlene. I have one last question for you, and that is that as a senior Toastmaster, what advice would you have for up-and-coming Toastmasters as they begin their Toastmaster journey? I think I would say get as much out of it as you can. If they're, if they're new, relatively in, inexperienced, I'd say just enter everything. <laughs> <laughs> just go along to every meeting that you can possibly get to. Make sure that you just don't miss out on anything. And they will get skills that they'll never, ever thought they'd get. It's just you cannot help but learn watching others in competition, watching others leading, doing the things that you need to do by watching others. So it's absolutely brilliant, and that's what I encourage them to do. Thank you for that, Marlene. Now, I think we're coming towards the end of our time here for Knox Matters today. And I'd like to know if there's any ideas from our wonderful guests as to what they would like to see happening in future podcasts. Sakshini, Nikki, Marlene. <laughs> Kate, I think people come for different reasons and contests and public speaking on stage is not for everyone. But the biggest advantage I found is there were so many of my interactions where I would afterwards think, oh, but that's not what I meant to say. But now with practicing these skills, I often come away thinking, oh, I said what I meant to say. So that I think is a personal benefit to me in my relationships, in addition to the contests and all that. Yeah. Thank you, Lakshini. I think, I think we should perhaps have a talk about impromptu speaking and why it's good for you the fact that you can you can learn to speak on your feet at a moment's notice to impress the boss <laughs> something like that might be interesting thank you marlene nikki do you have any suggestions i do actually and it's slightly different one of the most challenging things about putting a speech together is actually coming up with the topic and getting the material organized and doing the research because to do a good speech, it does take quite a few hours work just for those five to seven minutes. So that would be something I would be interested in. Marvelous. So we've got the, a few different ideas that we may be looking at in our upcoming podcasts. So we'll just be expecting you to tune in or inviting you to tune in and join us for our next episode of Knox Natters. Thank you, everyone.